It's a mostly peaceful podcast. You found it. The Japan What Podcast. Coming at you from Tokyo, Japan, blowing hot air at the back end of it. I'm your host, Matt Bigelow. And I'm your co-host, Mike Rogers, with Matt B- Bigelow. It's getting cooler, though, a little bit in Tokyo. Well, a little bit. A little bit. At 3 bit. o'clock in the morning, it's pretty cool. 3 o'clock, is, it's 7 p.m., it's not bad. Peak swass is about 2 to 3 p.m., I find, when the, the concrete is still uh, heating up from the bottom and you got the sun coming down on top. Yep. But uh, yep. We're, we're coming yep. to the doldrums of summer here, and uh, it couldn't be hotter, definitely. How's it going with you, uh, Mike? Uh, fine. Can I make an announcement before... Uh... Before we start, before we yeah get into the shingles of it, of course. Yeah, well, um, a color red. Uh, this uh, label that I work for is having a challenge, and it's a world debut audition. And if you're a b- band in Japan and you want to join this audition, it's free, and all you have to do is go to the color red webpage. Um, and it, it's on my Facebook, it's Twitter, wherever I've got the link listed. And all you need to do is put your name, your email address and an MP3 and you're in the contest. It doesn't cost anything. And if you win the contest, your, um, album will be released in the United States by color red radio or color red, um, label color red label. So it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's not bad. That's pretty sweet, man. Um, Color Red, of course, focuses a lot on uh, folks, not folk, I'm sorry, funk, soul, and um, like uh, break beats a little bit as well, too, that crossover into the, the DJ world. Yeah. That's yeah. That's cool. But this competition is open for all genres of music. Oh, all right. Well, Color They're Red. They're spreading out. They're spreading out. They are indeed. It's uh it's not an easy time to be a band label, you know? Everything is everywhere. Everything is shattered into a million pieces but coming together anyways that's the way i kind of feel about it uh a lot of people are like soundcloud is my favorite free site but i don't like soundcloud i don't like its user interface i don't like the way it works i don't i don't like people were sending me stuff for this podcast like hey play this song on the radio i'm like okay let's see what it's like they send me a soundcloud link i never click on it screw soundcloud i i I get um, about 200 songs submitted to me every week for my radio show, and people will link to Spotify, SoundCloud, or whatever, and I never click them. And the reason being is I can't play a SoundCloud file. If, if you don't attach an MP3, a high-quality MP3 or a WAV file, it's pointless. You just wasted your time and my time. It's a real big waste of time. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, very big waste of time. It's so stupid. It's I, also, I don't even. I don't even have a a SoundCloud or a Spotify account. I used to. Um, or a, I used to upload some stuff like that uh, about ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, CBC had a for C- Canadian Broadcast Corporation Canada uh, had a had a streaming site and. About 10 years ago, I was doing that, but you'd get all this spam from them that is trying to make you feel like a king. Like, you'd be like, SoundCloud, is, uh, you're the number one person in your region on Reverb Nation. And you're like, whoa, I'm number one. But everybody's number one on that shit. It's, it's using the user to use the website. It's like the, the, the musician is the product. 
you the musician is the target audience not not the listeners right it's just a whole bunch of artists well that's that's not that's not so good but you know um soundcloud is for uploading single tracks right pretty much i don't know i haven't checked it out in years okay well there's a site called mixcloud that if you're doing a podcast or you're doing a um radio show or whatever it's better to use mixcloud because mixcloud pays your publishing well there you go they do that and they do that in the uk they're from the uk so they can get away with that but those smaller labels like color red radio feels like it has a focus um a purpose to it that extends beyond making the musician not feel like a loser because that's what Reverb Nation and SoundCloud do. <laughs> it's like, you're not oh. a loser. Trust us. You're not a loser. You are not a loser. Thank you for using SoundCloud. We hope you come back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, well. Um, well, we're, uh, so it's on Color Red. Is that colorred.com or what? Yeah, Color Red, Color Red Japan. Uh, you can go to Facebook, Twitter. Color Red Japan, just search for it and you can find the, the links to um the contest. Awesome. It's I actually an audition. An audition. But um yeah, contest, whatever. I, I put on a color red sometimes. I like the lineup. I like the focus. I like the uh, audio quality. You yeah. you should join. You 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 make music, right? You yeah, should I'm join. Work, it doesn't working, cost anything. I'm working on a single right now. I'm just polishing off the lyrics to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll submit this song. I'll see how where it goes. Yeah, so you yeah. Submit between September 1st to September 15th. That's doable on this uh, August yeah. 30th day in 2020. Yeah. 2020, the year everybody looked back and forward at the same time. It's pretty crazy out there. Well, we got a lot to do today. Um, we, yeah, why not? Hey, um, Japan has a lot of goofy products, right? Of course. It's the country of goofy yeah. products. And this one is no exception. Be ready for disasters with these emergency evacuation packs made for dogs. Easy to install and made out of flame-proof material, the pack can be attached securely with Velcro around your pooch's stomach and neck. With reflective material, the pack is even safe for use at night. A transparent pocket allows you to place your pet's name and your contact information on a business card tag, just in case you get separated. On the side of the bag are large pockets that can hold emergency gear, as well as rice, water, dog food, and doggy poop bags. Because <laughs> in the earthquake, you need to clean up after your dog's shit. That's how well-trained you are. There yeah. we go. Uh, it's pretty yeah. fucking hilarious. I like it. Um, because no one's having kids anymore, right? There's Kids are, are now... Uh, rarer than ever and uh, women have to spend their money on something and it's usually on wine um, suggested to them on amazon and then goofy shit for their dogs i was in a restaurant a few years ago a very (laughs) wait a minute you know you you... yeah wait you you know matt now that you you and i have talked about dogs we're going to be hit with amazon ads whenever we go on the go go to google chrome or or a safari or whatever, all of a sudden there's going to be ads for dog stuff. Yeah. Now you, you've sent us to dog hell. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true that shit, though. I, I, have a, I have a baby on the way, and uh, we, my wife and I were talking about baby this or baby that, and then a few days mm-hmm. later, inundated with baby goods uh, ads uh, uh, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. It's, 
it, there's this weird thing where they can do like um, f- uh, frequency analysis where I think that there's like a, an algorithm that can pick up on the key words, not the words themselves, but yeah. the, the yeah. uh, some sort of wave format analysis where you say it enough times and it will link up with that and then start targeting you with advertisements. It's So they're not listening to you, but they're just picking up on the waveforms associated with the frequencies of the words that you're using, but they're not listening to you. It's insane, this no, type right. of surveillance it's, technology. It's, I heard I heard that your smartphone and on your PC or whatever that um, if you say any of these kinds of words like if you talk about dogs or cats or whatever that somehow that these devices pick that up send it to wherever it is they send it to and then that will click the process so that you start receiving ads for that type of product. This was kind of a scandal a few years ago, and uh, some executives yeah. at Facebook were being asked about it, and they kind of mm-hmm. they 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 passed the buck, but in a very clever way. They said, "We are not listening to you." But who 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 <laughs> is then? If it's not if it's not if there's a we there's a, there's a you there's a they. And remember, like uh, twenty five years ago, talking to your friends, like, dude, if you say the word atom bomb into the phone the fbi is gonna pick it up man <laughs> so 25 years ago it was atom bomb and the fbi over the phone and now it's um dog food and facebook over the internet <laughs> Stupid. toys just say birthday or whatever you're gonna get lots of ads the whole thing is about targeting people with advertisements but uh but there we go so goofy shit for uh, dogs. Um, okay. We're going to go into oh, this. Oh, yes. Uh, go ahead. Well, no, no I was just going to say like, you know, um, people don't know this, but, uh, what's it called? Alexa. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Alexa, Alexa is these, the Amazon it, one. There's Google home and there, yeah. there's a ton of these ones. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. These things are not popular in Japan at all. They try to fact, get them popular. I don't know anyone who has one. I, but when I was States, working in I, tech, some of the guys had them, but they didn't really get into it too much. It was more of just like, a, let's try this thing out. And it didn't really take off. Yeah. I, and I think that it has to do with the Japanese people are very strict about their privacy. Yes. So there, there's no way they're going to put a device in their house that listens to your conversations and everything. And you just, you can just talk to it and tell it like, Hey, Alexa, I want to listen to the, what Japan podcast, turn it on for me. Now that people are not into that in this country, but in the States, it seems like a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it. Um, also in Japan, we live in smaller places and people don't like to shout at things. So there's like an issue of, uh, yeah. let's be quiet. And in the States, uh, the percentage of police officers asking for access to your audio history on these uh, spy devices have gone up like 62% mm-hmm. in the past year. So it's like, it's it's essentially just a, it's, it's, a, it's a rat. You're putting a rat in your house that's going to rat you out one day for some sort of police yeah. quota. And uh, it's it's real. All right, let's get into this. Um, we're gonna. I'm not sure how much we're gonna do this, but I have. Prime Minister Abe Shinzo will step down to deal with a health problem. Abe has told his ruling Liberal Democratic Party officials that he intends to resign. 
LDP officials and Abe held an urgent meeting at party headquarters to discuss the prime minister's decision. He has visited a hospital twice over the past two weeks, fueling speculation that his health has deteriorated. And there we go. So that's the that's the NHK version, um, the bootlicker version, as, as some people like to say uh, to us. But um, mm-hmm. Abe, he's gone. He's too, it goes to show how much like the world has changed since 2012, and how much I've changed as well. But his health condition is called ulcerative colitis, and this is nasty. Have you, this is the list of um, it's like a Crohn's disease, the diarrhea, often with blood or pus. Abdominal pain and cramping, rectal pain, rectal bleeding, urgency to defecate, inability to defecate despite urgency, weight loss, fatigue, fever, and in children, failure to grow. Yeah. Yeah. He actually, he, he resigned uh, the first time about because of this. Yeah. Back in uh, 2006. Do you know? Whenever that was, yeah. So he um he is a uh, was on a CBD oil um, therapy. Oh, really? And it was supposedly do- yeah, supposedly doing good, but I guess it's not doing so good now. People don't know this, but you can buy C- CBD in Japan. It's it's legal. Abe takes it, and so does his wife, but. Looks like in Abe's case, it's not working well. Well, no. I, I would guess. assume that it's like one of those things where it's good for um, mild symptoms, but once it reaches a threshold, you need some like more severe uh, medication. But um, yeah, before we get into the interview, uh, Jake Adelstein, 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 Adelstein. I'm not sure how to say his last name. He was mm-hmm. the guy who published Tokyo Vice in 2012, and he's been writing for the Daily Beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hates Abe. I mean, I saw him uh, briefly on an interview on YouTube, and he's like, he's done nothing. He's done nothing. So this is kind of two versions of journalism. And he was on. He got on to Drudge Report, actually, uh, one of the most conservative uh, linked news site in the world. And Jake is no conservative. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of those guys that calls himself a SJW. Um, oh. So this, but this is how he uh, he journalized. Abe's uh, quitting. Um, Japan's longest-serving PM Shinzo Abe quits in bid to escape potential prosecution. Running away, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and his second time at bat lasted longer than anyone before him, but he leaves office unable to stomach the job, with the public unable to stomach him. (laughs) And then it says that he's running away from prison. He's escaping because he's all under these... Uh, investigations but at the same time jake is like these are the way he he titles his his sections of his report the tweet of defeat fatally wounded already on trial he didn't learn and the last sentence is he will not be missed (laughs) it's like it's hard to take it seriously when you're such a i don't know like dramatic crybaby about it it's kind of strange uh Anyways, it just highlights two different um, aspects of journalism where the state broadcaster, for some reason, is just, yeah. Is that that journalism when they use such, um, I don't know, it's like, you know, journalism would be Abe 
Abe uh, leaves office. What? Just the facts. Yeah, he's trying to be like a modern journalist where it's social justice warrior journalism, and he's going to show it to the man because he's not taking this crap from the man anymore, even though he, Jake is by now kind of an old man. But he did get onto Drudge Report, so he, he obviously got a lot of traffic to the Daily Beast. Uh, it's just kind of... It'll highlight something I think maybe later in the podcast about um, about perspective and how people stand. But anyways, Shinzo Abe's gone. I think he left a, a better image than when he arrived, and uh, I wish him well. So there we go. Uh, but the the weird thing about it was the three arrows of Abenomics. He was always like, "In the third arrow, will be pointed at you." And at the time, I was like, "Don't." Don't don't get the government to say that they're going to point arrows at their citizens, but it's an economic arrow. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, no. Anyways, so there we go. We're going to go to the interview with Ron Reed. He is waiting in the dock here, so let's get to that. Here we go. All right, and joining us now is Ron Reed. He has something to tell us about Netflix, Outdoor Reach, and everything else. Ron Reed, thank you for joining the Japan What Podcast. How are you doing today? Great, great. Uh, just came back from outside, and it's very hot. It's roasting indeed. I, I'm on your uh, Facebook page right now, and it says... To keep God at the center and others first is often going to make you look foolish. So why do I look foolish? Oh, uh, well, I think it's... Uh, why, why does it say not, you and you, it's like you're talking to me? Yes. Um, well, sometimes uh, I think if you follow uh, God, you're going to be that 1% in Japan. And 99% don't follow I guess a recognized God the same way we would in the West. Um, Japanese have their pay for education blessings, uh, pay for fertility, as you know, and uh, um, I forgot where part of around Tokyo, they have that fertility festival or they have the, you know, it's in Kawasaki. Yeah. Kawasaki. Okay. Yeah. I guess you're, you're a fan of, you know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. a penis uh, festival. Yes. 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 I, I like the lollipops. Oh, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So every Christian man should be uh, not watching. Exactly. Um, or visiting. Uh, it's, 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 rather, kind of probably, it's rather in your probably, face, you know, there's uh, that, this is really in your face. <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what we would make of that uh, going overseas. Um, it would be totally inappropriate back home to anywhere in North America to have this kind of festival. Um, they have, you know, Every, everybody would be locked up festival. and thrown in jail on pedophilia charges. It would seem. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Well, would you just, guys, you guys know why they do that. Don't, don't you? Uh, to have babies and get people going. Yeah. For well, like a thousand years ago, um, kids never lived basically past two or three years old, especially boys. Right. And so it's a fertility, <laughs> I guess it's a fertility festival and some temple decided to 
I hate to use the word cash in on it and make it into a big deal. Well, you got to have a niche market, right? So yeah, you got to have a niche market. But but I will say, I will say, um, every year I go to hospitals, children's hospitals in December and visit, and probably eighty percent, maybe seventy five percent of the sick kids are boys. It's 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 strange. Boys are weak, I guess. No, and, and then literally, literally, yeah. uh, women women consistently tell me. Um, I, I'm not sure what it is in Japan, but there is something in the Asian and Japanese mindset where fathers have told their daughters how special they are, and it is. I just think it never leaves Japanese women um, when they grow up. They think that they are special. Men are told the same thing, I believe, but for some reason. Women are so resilient um, in life that they yep. care. Yep. Seventy-five percent are boys. Yeah, it's, it's no. I'm serious. It's it's I, like I believe it's, you. I, it's shocking, actually. Two, yeah. three-year-olds, four-year-olds, mostly boys. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's just women are stronger, and uh, I, I I just think it plays out in society. Um, you know, we now have shy Japanese women asking guys out because. They're shy, and then they're super shy. And Wait a minute! What, what Japanese women are asking guys, oh, "Where are you hanging out, Ron?" <laughs> <laughs> maybe, some, maybe some bad places outside of <laughs> the Kawasaki temples. Oh, I hope. Not. Um, I think it's uh, women are smart in this way; they get to keep their traditional ways. So what they'll do is they'll tell the guy, "You should ask me out." So the guy is still asking the girl out. And the woman just prompts him. So I think there's a we're in a society of more prompters. Women wow. will prompt men to act. That's often the case in a lot of traditional Christian fam- family values. Uh, the the father will say, "I'm the head of the family," and then the wife will go, "Yes, but I am the neck." You know that type of thing. I get to control where you. Yeah, are. And, and why don't why don't you and prompt the husband to go out and make more money? Yeah. <laughs> we need resources. So, Ron, um, Minister, let's get into this. So, I believe you wanted to... Well, before we get into the meetings, you do a lot of outreach to the homeless. He fired up four pairs of consultants. And what type of outreach do you do? I went to a funeral. I it also hopes to start an autonomous flying car service in eight to. years. And um, at his funeral, I, you know, they did the tribute on the screen about all the things he did. And one of the groups, one of the groups that he uh, connected with, was an outreach group that kind of looked after him in his hard times. So I reached out to this group, and they met on Tuesdays in uh, Yayogi Park, and. You know, I just connected with what they wanted to do. I mean, they were looking after people, not just giving them food, but trying to lift them up spiritually to tell them they're worth something. You know, just because they're down in life doesn't mean that they're, you know, they should think of themselves down and out and people love them. And it was it was a great group uh, to connect with. And I've been on and off with them for um, almost six or seven years now. So wait, so Ron, this group that, this rings a bell. So what's the name of this group? Oh, this is called, they're called First Fruits. First Fruits. No, that's So it's almost one. exactly like 
the Kawasaki connection where you want the boys to live longer. And the first fruits is uh, from the Old Testament where when you get your first harvest, mm -hmm. you give it back to God. So they're kind of saying these men are the first, not sacrifice to God, but the importance to mm. God. So it's kind of like that. That's really good that you do that. Giving them a priority in a sense to not forget them. Right. Right. Yeah, and uh, and these ladies, if I can lift them up a little bit more, um, they've helped the men not only just lift themselves up, but get out of the park and get into housing, get hospitals. Some of these guys have had, you know, um, not like Chad's Bozeman, but um, Chad Bozeman, but Chadwick Bozeman, Bozeman, uh, you know, where he was hiding his colon cancer. Some of these guys are hiding illnesses because they don't feel comfortable going to doctors because, you know, their appearance isn't so good and they don't have addresses. So these women are helping them get addresses in, and then from there they can get jobs and get that self-identification back that they lost. Are the problems mostly mental? Um, there's a range of everything, but I think, you know, I, I've seen it in Canada and uh, Los Angeles as well. Just some of it's self-esteem. You lost your job in the nineties and then, you know, someone left you or company downsized, but you never recovered it. And just, it's a variation, but a lot of people get left in the cracks. They really do. Here in and it doesn't matter how talented you are. You could be at a great company. They go through a couple of bad quarters or they uh, reorganize and it's just somebody needs to go. And you, you really, despite how talented and wonderful you are, uh, doesn't really fit into our books right now. So you got to go. Best of luck. Here's some cash to hold you yeah. over. And if, if you don't use it right, you can really, um, yeah, let it get to you, you know? So, so yeah. how often do you do this? Um, well, we went yesterday. Um, I'm working now, um, just recovered from the COVID-19 uh, job lock, so I finally got some work again. But um, I was going uh, Tuesday with the same women that started the First Fruits, and also we just started out on our own. We just went, a friend of mine saw the need, because uh, where they do it out of church, they've closed down. So I said, why don't we go to the park where people are? And So almost every Saturday, if possible. Are they worried about COVID, the homeless? Are they worried about the Shingata um, coronavirus? Initially, yeah, initially there was a freak out, but luckily, um, you can see here on the screen, um, I had my uh, fiance, uh, well, she's a seamstress, so I'm very lucky. She made some masks, and from there, uh, as I posted online, uh, people who are making masks for different things from uh, Skiji. Uh, sorry, scuba and local ladies um, just started making masks. And so these are some of the latest collection of masks that we were able to do. So it was an initial concern. Uh, the park got closed, literally, so nobody could officially meet. So the groups were kind of meeting on the fringe of the park, but they were being frowned upon from meeting in any groups larger than 30. But in this situation the need is strong. Like they were seeing numbers over 130, over a hundred on some days. And it's a little bit overwhelming for the workers going out there because it, it seemed like with COVID-19, a lot of need was there. So yeah, initially there was a lot of fear, but, um, and people had fear for me, like you're going out to the park. What if they have it in, you know, somebody's 
But most people, I think 99% of everybody in the park was masking up. Um, one or two people were fighting. I'm not going to mask up. I'm, you know, I'm 67 or something, and I, I, I survived a lot. But initially, they said that but later on. It was good. But the good thing with the humanity is we brought the mask to them to say somebody cares about you. And we're not just giving you these you know, masks that are in bulk in a box and opening it up. Like someone handmade these for you. So now I have, um, I think Emma, Emma Lynn was the last lady. She just gave a whole box of these. So people are donating the mask and uh, some people have been donating food. So it's, it's, it's been a really great blessing to get these things and bring it to people and let them know they, they're cared for. It's not just me and this one guy or two people doing it. Hmm, awesome. Um, yeah. What about this Netflix thing that you sent me? Like this? Yeah. Um, I was uh, getting scouted. Um, I guess it's a world phenomenon. I, I guess you know every place is doing Corona this, Corona that. And uh, I was kind of warned on the writer's side when I was pitching some other stuff from a writer's point of view. Um, don't put anything related to Corona. Hollywood doesn't want to see it. A lot of shows are going to kind of jump over the Corona issue as much as they can. It's been a black eye for them. But um, there was a post in that one of the Japanese film groups that um, an international group was looking to pitch something to Netflix and they wanted a Japanese point of view. And so I had to kind of start making videos quickly, just, you know, these are my, everything had to end with, uh, these are my Corona diaries. So they're just putting the stories together. I think they have, um, eight countries and I, w I was being considered for Japan. Um, I guess I wasn't so bubbly enough for them. Uh, somebody came in, hi, hi, I'm doing great. And uh, maybe danced or something. I don't know. I mean, I was more on the serious side and, hey, I'm out there helping people. And where's the conflict? Aren't you hiding in your home? So I guess maybe because I wasn't hiding in my home, I actually went out and helped people. Maybe that wasn't part of their story. Maybe they wanted uh... eight stories of people hiding and running for toilet paper and you know, I had the same toilet paper I've had since January. So I've been kind of, I've, I've just been very blessed and prepared. And, uh, you know, so, you know, if it's this kind of story, maybe they need someone that's more bubbly. So bubbly I'm not inside. sure if I didn't make the cut. Somebody who, uh, yeah, well, is always on Zoom. Yeah. yeah but, but well, 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 Ron, you're, you're, count your blessings. <laughs> so they're into sensationalism. And um, just getting viewers, whatever is a, I don't know if it's so bubbly, but whatever, whatever wild or extreme um, things that they can show to get more viewers, that's all they yeah. care about. And yeah, a lot uh, of the know, people, uh, the heads of people on uh, Netflix are part of the Council on Foreign Relations and real elite people. So they have their own charities that they have to uh, put into consideration before they put other people with their own independent charities into the spotlight. Yeah, That's crazy. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it was a blessing not, not, uh, not being on there. But there is a possibility that um, they might show, you know, clips of things if that person doesn't work out. Who knows, but I'll be happy right now if I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you also wanted to talk about um, 
I, I don't follow movies so much anymore or Hollywood. So pardon me for not knowing much about it, but uh, I mean, the messages we were going back and forth, you were saying that you were wanted yeah. to mention uh, Black Panther. And I think you were talking a little bit about him before. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, Black Panther, of course, because uh, Chadwick Boseman passed. But um, in Japan, there was something that shocked me. Um, and I, I'm going to refer to Will Smith and Denzel Washington syndrome here in Japan. Um, now, for me, I was a little bit shocked when this happened. So I was getting off at Shibuya Station and I saw the poster for, I don't know if you remember that movie, 2012. Like it was supposed to be the end of the world. The Mayan calendar. Um, yeah, the Mayan calendar and everything and disasters. And this is all good. The but Mayans only on went up to the year 2012. You know what that yeah, means. They, they knew everything. Y2K. Their own. Yeah, exactly. And um, oh, yeah, and they said the calendar was wrong. And the real doomsday is 2012. And. Uh, um, so Shit, we better get packed. <laughs> yeah, we better get ready. <laughs> so um, I got off at the train at Shibuya, and there was a poster of 2012, and um, there's a main black character. But what I found out in Japan, if the black character is not Denzel Washington, is not Will Smith, or in my future, Ron Reed, if we're, us three people are not on the poster, they will manipulate the images. So John Cusack was also in the movie, and he has a minor role. It's a, it's a major role, but not next to the main um, black character. But in Japan, if they don't recognize that character, they will manipulate the poster to make it look like it's a complete John Cusack film. And overseas, the poster stays normal. But in Japan, they will manipulate the images to make it look like to see what you want to see. Does that make sense? That's you? hilarious. Yeah, Net well, Net I, Netflix I, does that too with their um, recommendations. If if you're like a, a black user, they will put black people from the movie in the oh. in the title screen, even if they have a one sentence role. And the reverse is Terrible. true as well. So they they target people based on demographics and age, and then show the actors in that range in the in the Netflix reel. So you're more likely to click on it. <laughs> But yeah. it's 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 been that way in Japan for a very long time, Ron. I remember, and I don't remember what year this was, probably 19, I don't know, 92 or so. Um, Diana Ross came and did her 30-year anniversary tour at Tokyo Dome. Right. And it was a weird show because she was singing at an Amway convention. Weird. She didn't know it. It was an Amway convention filled with Amway people. You know, like you looked on the, the, the seats, everything, everybody looked like they were going to church. And, um, and, uh, we, the, this team had a team of dancers and there was a, I can't remember their names, but, um, uh, the dancing team was probably eight, eight black guys and maybe three or four or five white, white people. And the, the Amway people told the dance team that they want the black guys all to dress up like a, I don't know what the soap's called, SA8, like in these bottles. Oh, the okay. best dancers, the best dancers in the whole team, and they want them all to dress like the bottles and then have the white people dancing on the stage. And I thought that was so ridiculous <laughs> because 
Diana Ross is black. So what are you guys, what are you guys doing? But I mean, it's getting better, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all about this movie 2012. I was a little bit shocked. I, I think overseas, they give everyone a fair chance and especially independent films, you know, someone has to start somewhere and you can't start, you know, of course they bring in a headliner to kind of beef up any film, but in this case, like, you know, they usually put the Hollywood poster, whoever's the main character is going to be on there. But the guy, the main character was reduced to this like little side picture. And you could hardly, like, if you watch the poster, you're thinking, Oh, this is, you know, this is about this character. He's the main character and we're going to see him. And John Cusack, appears a little bit in the movie on and off. He's a through line in the story, but mostly he, it's another character in there. So it was a little bit sad. They need people to yeah. fill the seats. It's, it's all about yeah. money, the money, the big dollar. Well, that, but I bet, that, I bet that movie didn't show at theaters. Very, very well, few Western movies yeah. show at theaters here. Very yeah. few. Yeah, it was probably playing at like one of these like side feeders, like uh, it should be uh, maybe the Human X or something like that. Yeah, um, in Japan, maybe this this year and and last year, the only movies from the West that get played at the big theater. Well, the big theaters are owned by the Japanese movie companies. That's yeah. why. And then the the other theaters, the independent theaters, that the large ones, they'll show Disney or Star Wars. And that's basically it. The rest of the movies are relegated to Netflix or or whatever. Yeah, they're they're trying to push their agenda and stuff. So they want to make sure. Sometimes I, I get saddened by all these war movies. Like they always want to tell a different perspective. Like someone had a different choice to make, or some nurse helped someone out and said, "We have different choices." You know, always to give that plausible kind of point of view but interesting yeah we're, we're running so, low on time here guys okay. so ron reed uh where can people find you um they can find me on facebook of course um um under ron reed and then uh youtube i usually put a lot of uh commercials i'm working on i have uh one coming out for aoi uh we did a throwback to the 60s so i'm playing a scientist it's just a small commercial but it'll be coming out I believe it'll be coming out maybe the first or second week in September. But so usually YouTube is one of the best places to see. And then I have a handle on Twitter, but I'm uh, most active between uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook. All right. Well, make sure to get me those details and I'll put them in the show notes. Ron Reed, thank you for joining the podcast. It was great to contact with you. And uh, it's great that you're um, out there helping people out, man. God bless. Yeah, Ron. God bless you for that. Thanks uh, so much. The name is uh, First Fruits on Facebook. If people want to become involved, uh, they meet Yogi Park, 1030. And, you know, just if people want to get involved and uh, see what's going on to help the less fortunate in Tokyo. Indeed. All right. Ron Reed, everybody. Thank you very much. Donate to the Japan What Podcast by going to paypal.me forward slash japanwut. And that was Ron Reed, everybody. Nice guy doing doing the nice good guy. stuff. Mm. It's uh, yeah. interesting. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, I will skip the COVID numbers. It's stupid. Um, 
we have a <laughs> I'm tired of it. Everybody's tired of it. And you know, nobody I I'm talk sick to of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Me too. And and what Ron just mentioned about um writing a script about COVID, I'll tell you, like I just mentioned a little while ago that I get like probably 200 songs a week from different artists and most of them are crap. But if I see or hear COVID, wear your mask, stay indoors, whatever, I just delete it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to play it. Sick of it. <laughs> Me too. Um, I got, let's do a little bit of tech. This is like, I'm kind of doing comparisons today. I was doing a comparison with NHK and uh, Jake Adelstein and the kind of the haughtiness of the independent. Um, and this one is going to be about Neuralink. Do you know about Neuralink? And this will go back to a Japanese startup. Neuralink is a, a company founded by Elon Musk. And this is aiming to put a brain-computer interface into your skull and using a robot to put these fine wires down beside your neurons that will then pick up your electrical signals and then translate them to a device planted in your skull, which then then can connect to your phone, and then you can interface with the internet through your brain. Um, and this is called Neuralink. And there's a brain computer computer interfaces that have been used for many years, but they're unwieldy, they're big, there's very few of these um, tiny little electrodes that go into the brain. But he's trying to engineer something that has over a thousand electrodes and it goes into your brain and doesn't cause bleeding. And there's also the idea of it being wireless and being leading you to lead a happy life. And he did a live demo of this using pigs the other day. And this is the, um, you're going to hear a lot of bloops, but he's talking about a pig that has this brain computer interface Neuralink installed into its brain. Okay, this is a, a high-energy pig. Um, all right, Gertrude, thanks for coming out. Um, so what you're, the, the beeps you're hearing are real-time signals from the Neuralink in Gertrude's head. So this Neuralink connects to neurons that are uh, in her snout. So whenever she snuffles around and touches something with her snout, the, that sends out uh, neural spikes, which are detected. Here. Um, and so on the screen, um, you can see uh, each, each of the, the spikes from the 1,024 electrodes. And, and then if, you, if she, yeah, she snuffles around, touches this out in the ground, or you kind of feed her some food, pigs love food, um, then uh, you, you can see the neurons um, will fire much more than when you're not touching this now. And uh, that's what's making the, the beeping sound. It's crazy. All right, cool. So when when the pig is touching its snout to anything, the, depending on the pressure, it sends more neurons to create signals, which then get put into the the brain computer interface in the top of the head, and it sends those signals I, wirelessly. I'm skeptical. Uh, no, it's true, man. It, this has been uh, no. I mean, okay. Well, Elon, what Elon is Musk the makes rockets this? that land on ships in the middle of the ocean. He doesn't need to bullshit anybody. And so no, he doesn't. He 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 takes billions of tax dollars to fund his. Of course operations. he does, and he makes things that work instead of government projects that don't work, like at, SpaceX, at ten percent of the cost. One of his assets, 
as a skill, as a businessman, is locating resources inside of governments allocated for projects, acquiring that, and then building something and making a return on that that the government never would have been able to do at a much cheaper price. So he does take billions, but he makes things work at the same time. The, the, these rockets fly into space and land on drone ships in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So this is the brain-computer interface that goes into your brain, and then it sends signals wirelessly back out. And um, they they show this uh, robot putting the, the the signals into a brain without causing any bleeding using um, uh, imaging. And they had um, uh, this uh, called like um, neuron neuronosphere or something like that, where it it looks at the electromagnetic patterns in the brains, and they can fire the electrode to make a signal and look at the amount of neurons okay, that it will first affect off, in your brain. First, first off, there's no relationship between launching a rocket and having it land on a ship and this technology. Oh, so, no, I'm just saying yeah, that he makes is, things work. He doesn't need to bullshit. Tes Tesla's not working. Tesla's working great. No, Tesla's stock prices are tanking. Really? I thought, well, they, they, they soared yeah. last year, like, incredibly. They got beyond yeah, four. That's, that's only because, that's only because um, getting money from the, the gov government. I don't think the government should ever finance any of this sort, sort of stuff. I'm anti-government, anti-tax. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, Tesla stock. But wait, year. but wait. So, well, no, so Tesla the, stock the, the, is not so the, tanking from the, the, up from the beginning of the year. It's up from seven hundred and forty-three USD to two hundred two thousand two hundred dollars. So, it's over the over the past six months, and the year to date is from four hundred and thirty dollars at the beginning of the year to over two thousand dollars now. So, it might be tanking in a in a short term period, but. Over a long-term period. I follow oh, Tesla but, very closely. I'm, I'm very aware of its capabilities. Uh, oh, it's, its price is $2,100 now. Yeah, but up from $400 at the beginning of the year. Anyway, anyway, so this beeping sound, this is just, you can do that with a, you could do that with any sort of little buzzer and oh, two, two wires. But they, they have the pig there in real time, and when the pig is touching its snout on something, it, it starts beeping. And when the pig is not touching its snout, it stops beeping. And then depending how much pressure the the snout is applied to something, it beeps louder and more So with more what frequency. is the practical, practical use Oh, this of is this. just a demo, but this is to give um, people mobility who have lost control of their limbs. So it has that aspect to it, but also it's the idea of um, uh, being able to Getting communicate. Getting more money from the government. Well, there's that, but the idea as well is to interface with something very quickly. Like things are moving so quickly right now and people are using their thumbs on keyboards to type shit. And um, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the rapidity of the development of technology is far exceeding humans' ability to keep up with it. So Elon Musk has decided that we need to be able to speed up the way we interface with technology by using our brains and our thoughts directly uh, so that we don't get left behind by the rapidity of the development of this um, artificial intelligence technology. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty badass, man. It's pretty crazy. 
Uh, but so that was the. Now let's take a look at um, the uh, Japanese startup. So this is the Elon Musk with pigs and brain inter brain computer interfaces in real time making bloops, and this is the J Japanese uh, startup. Tokyo-based SkyDrive has spent the past several months testing the vehicle. It's about four meters long and two meters tall. In the demonstration, it fired up four pairs of propellers, which lifted it about two meters in the air. The vehicle then flew at a speed of four kilometers an hour. SkyDrive plans to launch a flying taxi business in fiscal 2023. It also hopes to start an autonomous flying car service in eight years. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> autonomous cars in eight years. It flew at four kilometers an hour and lifted two, two meters off the ground. Uh, yeah, and, and I remember in the 50s, people saying we're going to have flying cars. I know. By like 1980. And, and walls that wash themselves. <laughs> All sorts of things like that, but none of that ever happened. I know it's there's uh, there's too much power within the within the uh, automobile industry, but yes, this idea of of having it could happen, but it's just so strange that this is the best we can do in 2020 is something that flies two meters off the ground at four kilometers an hour and can be used someday to take you across Osaka Bay because uh, you don't want to take the train. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The yeah. future. The future is here. Um, all right. I think we're running out of time here. I got to get oh, to yeah. work. Um, so that's going to be it for the day. Uh, we didn't get to the uh, controversy we caused on Facebook, but maybe we'll do that next week if we even remember to do so. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Please remember to check out MatthewPMBigelow.com. This is your one-stop shop for everything um, that's not just a stupid-ass promo about uh, Japanese um, fake shit. So make sure to uh, get in on it. So thank you for listening. I'm Matt Bigelow, blowing hot air out of the back end of Tokyo. Mm, take her easy, everybody. I'm Mike Rogers. See you guys, see you guys later. wear my mask and wash my hands after going home.